0: Africa rise and shine. Africa. Soza. Africa. Amuka na unai.
1: Good morning and a very warm welcome to Africa rise and shine. This is Channel Africa from an African perspective coming to you live from Johannesburg in South Africa. We're on DSTV's audio bouquet channel 802 and on www.channelafrica.co.za. I'm Lulu Gabu, in studio with Anne Moussa, Tabisolo Hoko and Figile Ngwati. In our top stories on Africa Rise and Shine at the Sawa, Ethiopia declared a six-month state of emergency in its northern region following ongoing military confrontation between the federal military and the region's security forces. South Africa's Deputy President cautions against linking race to corruption. In economics news, Namibia's Deputy Minister of Industrialization and Trade says the country is interested in ensuring a profitable jobs created by the Persia Opel Assembly Namibia plant at Walvis Bay. And in sports news, Russian Daniil Medvedev progresses to the pre-quarters of the Paris Masters at the expense of Kevin Anderson. But first up, the news with Anne Moussa.
2: SABC News. Independent and impartial. From an
3: African perspective.
4: Amen, Musa good morning the us democratic party candidate joe biden says he believes he has won enough votes to secure the presidency he stopped short of declaring victory in tuesday's election saying all the votes are yet to be counted
5: i'm not here to declare that we've won but i am here to report when the count is finished we believe we will be the winners
4: President Donald Trump has meanwhile launched legal action in Michigan, Pennsylvania and Georgia calling for vote counting to be halted. A campaign official has accused Democrats of scheming to disenfranchise and dilute Republican votes. International observers say there's no evidence of widespread election fraud, but the president's lawyer, Rudy Gulani, insists that counting in major cities was somehow
5: rigged. This is a concerted effort of the crooks to run the Democrat Party. And you know these big city machines are crooked. You know that. 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 100 years of one-party rule leads to corruption of all kinds.
4: Opposition leaders in Ivory Coast have refused to disband their breakaway government. Despite being put under effective house arrest following a disputed presidential election, the country and its neighbor Guinea are experiencing parallel post election crises after their presidents both decided to run for a controversial third term in office, prompting fears of prolonged instability. The opposition boycotted Saturday's election and announced a rival administration after President Alassane Ouattara was declared the landslide winner. In Guinea, dozens of people have been killed in clashes between security forces and protesters in the lead-up to and after the election that gave President Alpha Conde an overwhelming victory. The opposition has called for more protests and challenged the results in court. Another 1,712 new coronavirus cases have been recorded in South Africa in the past 24 hours, bringing the cumulative number to 730,548. The health department says the death toll now stands at 19,585 after another 46 people died of COVID-19-related complications. Meanwhile, a four-week lockdown is coming into effect in England as nations across Europe fight to slow a second wave of coronavirus infections. The BBC Ian Lloyd reports. England's second national lockdown has required non-essential retailers, hairdressers and leisure and entertainment
1: venues to close. Pubs and restaurants have also been told to shut, although takeaways can stay open. From today, households can no longer mix indoors or in private gardens unless in a support bubble. A key message from the government is for people to stay at home and only leave for specific reasons including education and work. The Prime Minister has told MPs that the lockdown will expire automatically on the 2nd of December.
4: And finally, the final secondary school exams in Malawi have been cancelled after papers were leaked, prompting angry pupils to take to the streets in many parts of the country to protest. The cancellation affects the future of more than 154,000 pupils. The examinations board took the decision because the integrity of the exam could not be guaranteed after papers are widely shared online. The Malawi School Certificate of Education exams are held in June but were postponed after schools closed, Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, nearly 40 pupils along with a teacher and businessman have been arrested for allegedly being in possession of papers. Two pupils were arrested over the riots which broke out after the exams were cancelled. That's the news headlines at 7.30 Central African Time.
2: SABC News. Independent and impartial. From an African perspective.
1: Thank you, and It is 7.05 Central African Time, and you're listening to Africa Rise and Shine. Ethiopia has declared a six-month state of emergency in its northern region. This follows an ongoing military confrontation between the federal military and the region's security forces. The government claims armed forces linked to the region's ruling party, the Tigray People's Liberation Front, attacked a government army base located in the region. The Tigray leadership says it doesn't recognize the leadership of Abe Ahmed. The TPLF used to be part of Ethiopia's governing coalition before a rift emerged with the prime minister. Kualita Anjohi got an update on the situation from Redwan Hussein, the state minister for foreign affairs, and is currently the spokesperson of the emergency committee formed to oversee the military operation.
6: The attack on the national barracks was announced by the Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed. He says the political leadership of the Tigray region, the Tigray People's Liberation Front, has crossed the line and says the only solution now is military action against their armed forces. An emergency committee has been formed to oversee the military operation.
7: The nature of the conflict is not between uh, Tigray versus the rest of Ethiopians. Uh, This conflict is not between the Tigray region versus uh, the federal government. This conflict is uh, between a very small group um, which has narrow vested interest, uh, which is helping to destabilize the national order um, and to attain and regain this control uh, over the Ethiopian uh, political order. So the federal government has to do uh, everything possible uh, to maintain order and to uphold uh, the constitution.
6: The government is yet to outline the rules of the six-month state of emergency that it has declared in the region, but phone lines and the internet have been shut down already, and the airspace has been closed.
7: This conflict could have been avoided uh, by all means, and it was possible. Um, the federal government has been trying at its level best um, to have shuttle diplomacy, and elders and in a group and also several individuals have tried a failed attempt uh, to assuage Uh, this group to come on board and then engage in civil discourse. Uh, But all attempts were rebuffed and then um, it couldn't bear any fruit. So that fruit, uh, that that attempts have been now thwarted by yesterday's uh, unprovoked attack on the defense forces. Um, We'll try to make sure that it could be controlled very soon.
6: On 3rd November, the Tigray People's Liberation Front declared that it was ready for war. It claims that after August, when the national polls were meant to be held, Prime Minister Hamid ceased to be a legitimate leader. The Prime Minister postponed the national polls to 2021, citing the COVID-19 pandemic. But the Tigray region went ahead with its own regional elections.
7: Due respect and care will be taken um, to also engage the Tigray people to liberate themselves, not to be victims uh, and serve as a shield uh, for us. For the small uh, colluded gang of TPLF, this gang doesn't represent the entire echelon of the former TPLF and this gang doesn't represent the grassroots communities and this gang doesn't represent the entire Tigrayan people.
6: Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed says today's initial military operation has resulted in many matters, injuries and property damage. Koleta Addis Ababa, Ethiopia.
1: Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden is six electoral college delegates shy of winning the United States presidency after he was predicted winner of both key Midwestern states of Wisconsin and Michigan, with the ma- magic number of 270 delegates required to win the White House, Biden could seal his victory with a win in Nevada, where he holds a slight lead over incumbent President Donald Trump, whose campaign is seeking to challenge the voting process in several states, citing mail-in ballot fraud without any evidence. As the prospect increases of him becoming one-term president, Show and Bryce Peace reports.
8: Joe Biden's crucial victories in the Midwest has put him at 264 electoral college votes after local media also projected that he would win the state of Arizona, which hasn't voted for a Democrat since 1996.
5: After a long night of counting, it's clear that we're winning enough states to reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. I'm not here to declare that we've won, but I am here to report When the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners.
8: Prompting the Trump campaign to dispatch the president's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, to the critical state of Pennsylvania, where the incumbent's lead continues to shrink as mail-in ballot votes are processed as per state law. The Republican leader's campaign is also seeking the courts to intervene in the state of Michigan while they're expected to lodge a call for a recount in the state of Wisconsin, where Biden appears to have prevailed by about 20,000
5: votes. While all of you thought there was some kind of legitimate count going on here in Philadelphia, it was totally illegitimate. So we went back to court and we went before a Democrat judge. No need to tell you what the result in Philadelphia is if you're before a Democrat judge. Obviously a political hack who doesn't know the meaning of the word observe Observe means to be able to look Not a single Republican has been able to look at any one of these mail ballots They could be from Mars as far as we're concerned
8: Biden for his part has called for all ballots to be counted and addressed his supporters late Wednesday Just as the series of lawsuits from the Trump campaign emerged
5: With all the votes counted we have won. Wisconsin by 20,000 ver- votes, virtually the same margin that President Trump won that state four years ago. In Michigan, we lead by over 35,000 votes, and it's growing, a substantially bigger margin than President Trump won Michigan in 2016. Michigan will complete its vote soon, maybe as early as the day. And I feel very good about Pennsylvania. Now, every vote must be counted. No one's going to take our democracy away from us. Not now, not ever. America's come too far. America's fought too many battles. America's endured too much to ever let that happen. We, the people, will not be silenced. We, the people, will not be bullied. We, the people, will not surrender.
8: While mail-in ballots are outstanding in several states, Biden also has a slight edge of around 8,000 votes in Nevada, which, if sustained, could put him over the top. Trump continues to hold an advantage in Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Alaska. States that, were he to win them all, would still not put him over 270 electoral college delegates required to retain the White House. I'm Shervin bryce Peers, in New York. Across the globe, every second, there's always a breaking story. Kulito, enjoy for Channel
6: Africa Radio in Ethiopia's capital, Addis Ababa.
8: Reporting for Channel Africa, I'm Hilda Kekeloa in Zambia. Our cutting-edge and hard-hitting journalism leaves no stone unturned, giving you the whole picture every time.
0: George Muhango. Channel Africa, Blantaya.
7: Reporting for Channel Africa, this is Moki Kinzaka in
0: Yaoundi. From an African perspective, listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese, and Chinyanja. Informing the world about Africa.
8: Join us every day and know what is
9: happening around you. Channel Africa. I am an African. I owe my being to the hill and the valleys, the mountains and the glades, the rivers, the deserts, the trees, the flowers, the seas, and the ever-changing seasons that define the face of our native land.
0: Masterclass Africa, Where Great Minds Connect, an explorative one-on-one talk show that seeks to tackle issues of leadership and consciousness on the African continent and around the world. Masterclass comes to you every Fridays, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Central African Time. Channel Africa, bringing you the African Perspective.
1: It's 7.15 Central African time and you're listening to Africa Rise and Shine. Coming to you live from Johannesburg in South Africa. South Africa's Deputy President David Mabuza has called for caution when linking race to corruption. He was answering questions during a virtual sitting of the National Council of Provinces. One of the MPs asked Mabuza about perceptions that instances of corruption involving black people are acted against, but not when they are committed by white people. Zaline Merrington reports.
10: A member of the EFF, Mabatu Makaose, asked the deputy president about an investigation at ESCOM that cleared the chief operations officer, Jan Urbert, also of corruption allegations.
6: Deputy president, we run the risk in this country of making corruption synonymous with black people because when allegations of corruption and maladministration Are raised against white people that swiped under the carpet. It is a fact that John Oppenholzer was a shareholder in Stefano Stocks, a company that received over one billion rand uh, deputy president overpayment from ESCOM. And he participated in taking a decision about paying Stefano Stocks.
10: But Mabuza says the investigation into the matter cleared Uber also he cautioned against attaching race to corruption.
9: It is a very unfortunate uh, uh, perception that uh, corruption seems to be synonymous with uh, blacks. It's a very heavy-loaded statement. Uh, As members, I think we should be wary of such statements because very divisive. Let us follow corruption. Let us not give corruption a colour.
10: When asked about what can be done to avoid racial tensions from flaring up, like those seen at Senegal in the Free State recently, Mabuza called on all citizens to calm racial unrest where it occurs.
9: We must focus on three key aspects, namely, consensus values, that shape our nationhood, ensuring that we work towards economic inclusion and collective action in resolving social issues that confront us as a nation.
10: The session degenerated for a few minutes when D.A.M.P. Shanay Labaskhani said the E.F.F. leadership went to Senegal to sow more division in the town. We
6: went to court to go and defend what belongs to the South African government. So Why don't you
10: ever come here and try? Which ground,
6: Dr. Hussein? Who the
2: hell are you, Macau? Macau as well. Who the hell are as well? Nana, your language.
6: Nana, your language. Nana, language. Where is the
9: mute
11: button?
6: Order.
10: Order. Mabuza called for cool heads to prevail. Be careful
9: that we don't bring the sentiments of Seneca into the house. I can see that uh, we're old enough and we are given the responsibility of leading the country, and we must not degenerate into that crisis ourselves.
1: That report by Zaline Merrington. Over one million South African learners are expected to sit for the matric examination today, the largest group in our country's history. The Department of Basic Education is administering a combined examination with both full-time and part-time learners. Over 616,000 are full-time candidates writing their final examinations for the first time. The rest were meant to write exams in June, but those were postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Angela
3: Seventeen-year-old Umpile Muhatli says she's ready for her exams.
12: We went on a camp last week which was very productive and it helped because we were learning day and night.
3: Metric learners write their first major paper today when they sit for English paper one the cbc has been tracking Umpile's progress since july this year she was uneasy about the exams saying that the disruptions caused by the covid 19 pandemic had thrown her off balance but now after going for a matric camp last week she says she's raring to go
12: i didn't have more explanation on geometry part of it climatology like the chapters but now It was cleared out and we looked into question papers, past question papers, and yeah, they cleared everything.
3: This year's final exam is different. Over 1 million candidates are sitting for the exam, but only 616,000 are full-time candidates writing for the first time. This is because those who had planned to rewrite exams to improve their marks earlier this year weren't able to do so. So this is a combined exam for June and November. LENA organization COSAS is pleased that the Department of Basic Education did its best to make sure learners were ready, spokesperson Dadlas Ngubeni.
2: We are grateful that the Department of Basic Education has went an extra mile in ensuring that the syllabus is completed. Our learners are going to sit in an exam in a state of readiness. Our learners are ready to sit for those exams, provided the fact that programs were made by the department of basic education our advice to the class of 2020 is that they should not study hard but rather study smart.
3: basil manuel of the teacher union Tosa says it's tragic how the class of 2020 lost out on the simple pleasures of being in metric
7: well the hard thing about metric this year upon reflection well there were so many things that were hard Think about the uncertainty, the abnormality, being robbed of your last year of childhood, the simple things like the matric farewell, the fun of simply being a child. Then the anxiety, yes, the anxiety and the pressure and the stress was heightened because of work not done, work not
8: covered. Did we do enough?
3: However, school governing bodies, federation, fits us while well it's been difficult for the class of 2020 They've also gained more skills. Vitsas Chairperson Po Calder says this year's metrics had to learn to use technology and self-study techniques unlike any of their predecessors.
9: There are important lessons that can be learned of by the education system from the experience we've had this year. For example, the increased use of technology to catapult us into the fourth industrial revolution. Personally, I think that this year's matrix will be better equipped to further their studies at tertiary institutions and also in the workplace uh, because of the exposure they've had to technology, to distance learning.
3: The Department of Basic Education has assured the country that the examination papers will retain the same standards as other years as the syllabus was completed. It says the examination papers
1: were set two years ago that report by Angela Buluana the leader of the Enlightened Christian Gathering Church, Pastor Shepard Bushiri, his wife Mary and two other accused have been granted bail of 200,000 rand each by the Pretoria Magistrates Court in South Africa. They have been in custody for almost three weeks. The four accused are facing fraud, corruption and money laundering charges. Scores of Bushiri's supporters have gathered outside court in anticipation of the imminent release of the accused. Manuti Obu felt this report.
11: The bail conditions include reporting to the nearest police station every Monday and Friday. The pastor must also hand over the title deeds to his centurion home valued at over 5 million rand. Magistrate Tandite Lady outlines the bail conditions.
6: IQs number 4 and number 5 are to report to their nearest SAPS office every Monday and Friday between 6 in the morning and 6 in the evening are completely <laughs> barred from travelling outside of the borders of the Republic of South Africa. They can only travel within the Gauteng and northwest provinces accused number four and five are to hand over an original title deed of a property that is
11: jointly owned by them teledy further said should the bushiris fail to adhere to their bail conditions their property will be forfeited to the state should either
6: of them abscond this property shall be deemed forfeited to the state the original title deed shall be handed to the national prosecuting authorities assets for future unit for safekeeping on or before the 5th of November 2020 at 6 in the afternoon accused number 4 and 5 are barred from disposing of the property as mentioned above or obtaining any new title deed for the said property until when this case is finalized meanwhile The National Prosecuting
11: Authority, NPA, says it notes and respects the decision of the Pretoria Magistrate Court to grant enlightened Christian Gathering Church ECG leader, Shepard Bushiri, his wife, Mary, Zetu Mudolo, and Landiwe Ntokwana Bail. NPA Regional Spokesperson, Lumkama Hanjana.
6: We take note of the comments and judgment made by the presiding officer and we respect the decision of the court.
11: Meanwhile, Bushiri's supporters say they've always known that he would be granted bail. These supporters are adamant that he is innocent.
10: We are Amen. so, so happy in the mighty name of Oh, yes, where is the devil Just now? Jesus, where is oh, the yes. enemy now? Victory oh, is always in oh, yes. mighty hands. Oh, yes. Enemy, you are a liar. Devil, you are a liar. You will never. Bushiri is never a
7: He said you are happy. No comments, he said you are happy.
11: We are so happy. No one can stand on the hands of God. When God is spoken, Is spoken. No one can prevent it. No one can even block it. It's done. Meanwhile, incredible happenings church leader, Paseka Mboro Motsuening, was whisked away by the police SECG church leader, Shepard Bushiri's followers, attempted to attack him. However, Motsuening had this to say shortly before he was taken away by police.
9: The release of bail, it doesn't mean to say the case is over. He's given a chance, We will prepare for the trial. In the meantime, we'll be looking into, uh, following the principles of the word of God, looking into the, the previous people I came with, with issues uh, who were victims. Still on that course, standing with them, changing their
7: lives spiritually, economically.
11: William Mudolo, the only accused who has not granted bail, will now make his application on Friday. I am Maluti Ubusein in Pretoria. channel africa
13: bringing you the african perspective on the coronavirus coronavirus is a disease that causes respiratory illness like the flu with symptoms such as a cough fever and in more severe cases difficulty breathing you can protect yourself by washing your hands frequently avoiding touching your face and avoiding close contact one meter or three feet with people who are unwell if you suspect to have contracted COVID-19, contact the relevant health authorities in your area. Keep listening to Channel Africa. The African Perspective will keep you updated on the latest on the coronavirus.
8: Across the globe, every second, there's always a breaking story.
7: What we want to achieve is
9: a healthy and vibrant economy. Which can ensure full
7: employment to our people. The government concurs with the views of the Black Economic Empowerment Council report that it is now necessary to make our policies on black economic empowerment more explicit. Last May, I asked constituencies
9: at NEDLE to discuss youth employment incentives. I'm pleased that discussion have been concluded and that agreement has been reached on key principles. We are on an ambitious drive to industrialize, to attract investment and to create more jobs for the youth of our country. They don't have jobs. I've
7: tried looking for a job for a year and a half now. The challenges were experience and the, the level of education which I have.
0: Channel Africa.
13: Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective on the coronavirus. Coronavirus is a disease that causes respiratory illness like the flu with symptoms such as a cough, fever, and in more severe cases, difficulty breathing. You can protect yourself by washing your hands frequently, avoiding touching your face, and avoiding close contact one meter or three feet with people who are unwell. If you suspect to have contracted Covid nineteen. Contact the relevant health authorities in your area. Keep listening to Channel Africa. The African perspective will keep you updated on the latest on the coronavirus.
1: It's seven thirty Central African time, and our headlines up next with Ann Musa.
2: SABC News, Independent. And From an
10: African From perspective. perspective.
4: Good morning, I'm Ann Moussa. In the headlines, the legal team of U.S. President Donald Trump has vowed to continue to expose alleged corruption and fraud in the election. The Trump campaign has filed lawsuits in the critical states of Michigan, Pennsylvania and Georgia, as well as demanding a recount in Wisconsin. Opposition leaders in Ivory Coast have refused to disband their breakaway government despite being put under effective house arrest following a disputed presidential election. And the final secondary school exams in Malawi have been cancelled after papers were leaked prompting angry pupils to take to the streets in many parts of the country to protest. Those are the stories making headlines.
2: SABC News, independent and impartial, from an African
1: perspective. Thank you, and it is seven thirty-one Central African Time, and you're listening to Africa Rise and Shine, coming to you live from Johannesburg in South Africa on DSTV's Audio Bouquet Channel Eight Zero Two, and on www.channelafrica.co.za. The recent approval of an immunotherapy cancer medicine for a wider range of cancers offers renewed hope for South African patients battling the dreaded disease. Immunotherapy is an innovative new form of treatment that enlists the body's own immune system to fight cancer. It is one of the most exciting developments in the oncology field and can reduce the need for major treatments such as chemotherapy. Cancer patient Joanne Cohen Kogan, who was diagnosed with stage four metastatic lung cancer in 2018, now joins us on the line to share with us how this breakthrough cancer treatment has changed her life. Good morning, Joanne, and thank you for joining us on Africa Rise and Shine. Morning, ladies. Now, Joanne, firstly, how did your diagnosis come about? And please tell us more about the
12: type of cancer that you have. I had a general feeling of being unwell over a couple of months, which I ignored. Um, Tired, extreme tired. I had discomfort in my left side, my upper left side. Put it down to lifestyle, being overworked. Um in time, I, uh, I had a lesion ruptured on my liver. The lungs, lung cancer had spread to my liver and adrenal glands. Um, and a, a lesion ruptured, which resulted in me being hospitalized, and that was where they discovered the lung cancer. Now, um, but, please go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. By so the stage, it had spread from my lungs to my liver, uh, as I said, the pancreas, adrenal glands, I was, I was told to go home and you know prepare to die.
1: That must have been a scary feeling to be told that. Now, talk us through your journey on immunotherapy cancer treatment. When did you start the treatment, and how has it helped
12: you? I was diagnosed in early November, uh, twenty eighteen. Um, one of the doctors suggested chemotherapy, which was not uh, it was not something we readily wanted to go through. Um, my husband did some inquiries and he found out about the doctor in Johannesburg, Dr. Ratapore, um, who we managed to we managed to get an appointment to see him. He started me on immunotherapy in December twenty eighteen. Uh, by the time I started I was really ill. I was I could not walk into his rooms unaided. Um, The treatment is every three weeks. You have an infusion for approximately an hour. I would say after the first treatment there was a marked improvement in my health. At the time I first started, I was bedridden and within two treatments I was walking into the rooms unaided. Still ill, but more i was up and about as opposed to
10: being
1: completely bedridden now let's reflect on the benefits of this type of treatment compared to other forms like uh, the chemotherapy for instance how different Mm -hmm. has uh, you've just uh, touched on the fact that uh, within uh, two uh, treatments you're already uh, you know feeling much better than you had in a very long time I'm sure with everyone's experience, it's totally different.
12: Yes, but I am fortunate not to have had chemotherapy or radiation. My, my treatment, there was a general and gradual progression towards better health. What I see uh, with people undergoing chemotherapy and radiation, particularly there are strong side effects, which I, I'm fortunate I had very little side effect to immunotherapy um i only got better as i said chemotherapy seems to be more invasive and harsh on the body
1: now joanne your immunotherapy um you know uh I'm sure it is your one of your wishes to to see it becoming more widely available, and uh, being advocated by doctors. So, what's the current situation in terms of who gets to be put on this kind of treatment? Is it um, if you inquire as as, as an individual, or um, you know, are doctors now uh, telling their patients about uh, this uh, therapy?
10: I think
12: it's... It's being approved for more and more cancers. It was initially approved for um, lymphoma, if, I, if, if I'm correct. And then it, it's only been approved for chemo, uh, for, beg your pardon, for lung cancer since I think it was 2016. So it's as the drug gets approved, um, it's not. It doesn't apply for every single cancer. There's also certain. It does not work for every single individual either. Uh, The body's cancer cells, the body's own cells attack the cancer. um, And there's a protein level in your blood that certain people have a higher amount of this protein. So overall response for people on immunotherapy, 15 to 20% people with cancer who will respond to immunotherapy. I was just fortunate that I was one of them. It should, what my wish, Lulu, is that it could be offered and more widely available to those people that it could work for. And I think that starts with educating uh, medical staff as well as patients. Because it's not, it, it, before I was ill, I had not heard of immunotherapy. Joanne, in
1: terms of uh, the cost implications, uh, what kind of costs, uh, um, uh, you know, without giving away too much information and what, on what you and your family have uh, gone through uh, with the financial impact of this uh, type of uh, cancer treatment, the immunotherapy, what sort of costs are, are, are you know, p- patients who do qualify uh, looking at?
12: It's prohibitive, Lulu. Um, medical aids only tend to to approve immunotherapy as a second-line treatment. In other words, you have to have chemo or radiation first. Now, in my view, that would decrease your body's defenses, uh, whereas immunotherapy increases your body's defenses. Um, It it is extremely expensive and I don't think the, the person without medical aid or any medical assistance could generally afford it. It should. That is my my strong opinion and wish is that it would be approved as a frontline therapy, um, which chemo is or first line therapy, rather chemo and radiation or first line therapies. I would really wish to see immunotherapy as a first line therapy.
1: Joanne, you've already mentioned the fact that you didn't have to go through um, chemo and and dealing with the side effects of, uh, you know, the possible side effects of chemo. You know, we often hear how difficult it is for cancer patients to decide on the type of treatment they prefer to be on, especially considering the the side effects of of chemotherapy. Um, How would you encourage people battling with the disease?
12: Thinking, again, it comes back to being educated and not i mean researching for yourself. What is available? What is out there? What treatments are available? Um, again, I say we were completely unaware of immunotherapy and believed the only treatments for cancer were radiation or chemo. Um, the doctor explained to me that chemotherapy would not have worked for me. Then you you start researching yourself. My husband, in fact, I was I was too ill, but he did all the research. And this led us to the professor who indicated that there was alternate treatment, uh, which he told me uh right at the outset he believed firmly that it would help me. A lot of people that we we know still don't fully understand what the treatment is and that it is available for people
1: who who qualify. You know, Joanne. I'm just thinking. It just crossed my mind the fact that uh, with mm. so many uh, cases of uh, you know the different types of cancers, from breast cancer, um, lung cancer, and uh, you know, and so on, with uh, um, the drives that are out there in terms of uh, cancer awareness. Um, You know, do you think enough is being uh, done to highlight the different types of treatment for cancer? Um, Now there's uh, immunotherapy, where else, um, you know, what most as we've been discussing is that uh, the first point of of, uh, treatment that a doctor will will speak of is uh, uh, chemo or, you know, radiation. Now, do you think enough is being done to put the different types of possible treatments for um, the different types of cancers?
12: I don't know. Uh, to answer your question, I don't think enough is being done. But we have to accept that the treatment's fairly new. Mm-hmm. They're fairly recently approved. And only small numbers of people have gone through this kind of treatment. So I believe the word is spreading. Um, it needs to get to... I think general practitioners, particularly who are the first people to to see cancers need to you know they need to get more information on it so that they can refer patients to the correct to the correct doctors as well there are, are some specialists who are very traditional in their approach and again it comes down to education and learning in their own field um, I, I do think the drug companies could probably put more effort into getting the information out there. The, The general public does not know about immunotherapy.
1: Joanne, I have to ask you before ending our, our, our discussion. Um, but how are you feeling now? You know, having gone through, you've you've mentioned the fact that um, you know you're much better. You um, you know compared to when you first uh, got your diagnosis and uh, before starting treatment. But how are you feeling now? And uh, what has this done for you and your family? It's absolutely amazing. Um, I've had
12: thirty-two treatments. I've gone from being really at at death's door, if I can say that, to leading almost the life I was leading before. Obviously, there's definite changes in my life, but um, I really have gone from extremely ill to... You would not know that I had cancer if you saw me. My general health, everything has improved remarkably. Uh, I cannot advocate immunotherapy enough. If, if if you you know somebody is a candidate for immunotherapy, I, I really cannot say enough about it. It's really amazing.
1: Well, Joanne, thank you so much for joining us this morning and for your time. And we wish you all the best and one hundred and fifty percent full recovery. Thank you so much. That's uh, Joanne Carroll Cogan, uh, a South African attorney who is a lung cancer survivor. And she is uh, one of uh, um, the few that uh, are on uh, immunotherapy, which is uh, a cancer medicine uh, for a wider range of cancers that has been um, just uh, an, an innovative uh, new form of treatment, um, enlisting the body's own immune system to fight the cancer. 7:45, Central African Time and our economics update up next with Tabi Sulohooko.
14: Thanks to Lulu and good morning. The African Development Bank has approved an emergency assistance relief package of 440,000 US dollars to fund ongoing humanitarian and emergency relief efforts in areas hit by floods in South Sudan and Sudan. AFDB country manager for South Sudan, Benedict Kanu, said more than 100 people died through the disaster in the country, with about 25,000 internally displaced. The package from the bank's special relief fund will be split nearly equally between the two countries and will be used to purchase food items and water, and to cover the implementation costs to be incurred by the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations. South Africa's President Sir Ramaphosa will chair the virtual inaugural meeting of the Presidential State-Owned Enterprises Council later this morning. The meeting will discuss the country's economic reconstruction and recovery plan. It will also look at an overview of the different state-owned enterprises and the council's terms of reference. Ntebu Mokobo reports.
0: A number of state-owned enterprises are unprofitable and have proved to be a burden on the national treasure with a number of bailouts. And in June this year, President Ramaphosa appointed a 10-member Presidential State-Owned Enterprises Council to address this and other challenges. The council comprised ministers responsible for SOEs and eminent South Africans with proven leadership record and strategic capabilities. They include Mistress Executive Director, Joel Nechidenze, and Danel Chair Dallatha, among others. This council will support government in repositioning state-owned enterprises as effective instruments of economic transformation and development. Again, it will review business models, capital structures and sources of financing for SOEs and will monitor and mitigate risks. Ndebu Mukobov, Rese in Johannesburg.
14: The Commission of Inquiry into State Capture will continue to hear evidence related to South African Airways from the National Carrier's a former board chairperson Dudumieni. On Wednesday, the commission made little progress despite Miani's legal team assuring it that they would not assert a blanket right to silence their client. Miani failed to answer many questions related to SAA and her exercised and exercised the right to remain silent. She told the commission that she would not answer the questions because she feared prosecution from the NPA. Miene claims the civil rights groups ALTA and SAA Pilots Association used the commission's documents to build the case against her. Frustrated, evidence leader of the commission, Kate Hoffmayer, continued to ask questions despite not getting any answers.
6: It's because if they engage in wasteful expenditure, then they are misusing public funds, aren't they? May I not answer, Chairperson, to avoid self um incrimination. Entities who benefited from those wasted funds should pay back the money. May I not answer, such a person in case I incriminate myself. And would you agree that they should pay back the money because the public have a right to have returned to them what is rightfully theirs. May I not answer, such a person in
3: case I incriminate myself.
14: South Africa's Finance Minister, Tito Mbowene, has defended his decision to appoint a former political journalist, Rangeni Munisamy, despite some witnesses at the Commission of inquiry into state capture implicating her in wrongdoing. Responding to an oral question asked by EFF Chief Whip Floyd Shibambu in Parliament, Mbowene reiterated that Munisamy was appointed according to the law. Muni is accused of receiving more than 9,000 US dollars from a secret slush fund allegedly used by state security crime intelligence officers to finance a vehicle. However, Mbawene says Muni Semi's explanation about allegations against her is enough for him not to doubt her competency. He, however, says should new evidence be provided to him disputing her version, Muni will be shown as a door. I have satisfied myself in terms of the facts before me that uh, until such time that any finding has been done, I don't see. In fact, I've gone through the matter quite systematically. When I was interviewing her for the job, I asked her questions regarding that. And uh, I am satisfied that uh, she can work in the office, highly competent, and be able to do her job very well. If she was going to be found somehow, You have committed a wrongdoing to obviously uh, be forced out of my office. But for now, I have no reason not to work there. It's highly competent. October has marked the best month of Kenya as private sector since the outbreak of coronavirus. The month saw businesses continue to adapt to the effects of relaxed movement restrictions. The latest Purchasing Managers Index from Stanbic Bank indicates that business output and the number of new orders recorded the fastest growth since the index began in 2014. The US dollar is trading at 382.73 Nigerian Nara, 11.30 Botswana Pula, 107.90 Kenyan shilling, and 20.57 Zambian Guacha. In BRICS currencies in Brazil, one US dollar costs 5,71 Russia. 78 rubles, 52. India, 74 rupees, 44. China, 6 yuan, 67. And in South Africa, a dollar is changing hands at 16 rand, 6. The US dollar is also trading at 76 pence to the British pound and 85 cents to euro. Looking at commodities, gold is trading at $1,908 and platinum at 871. Dollars per ounce, while Brent crude oil is at forty dollars seventy-seven cents a barrel. This is Channel Africa.
1: A sports update up next with Figlieli
0: In our sports update, we begin with football news. A gale of confusion has enveloped the 2021 AFCON qualifier between the Super Eagles and the Lyon Stars of Sierra Leone over whether fans will be allowed in the Samuel Ogbemudia Stadium in Benin City to watch the match or not. The president of the Nigeria Football Federation, the NFF, Amuju Jupinik, on Monday urged football-loving fans in Benin to grace the arena and support the national team to victory. But... A directive by the Minister of Youth and Sports Development, Sunday Dari, last night said no fans will be allowed to attend the match in line with the COVID 19 protocols. South Africa's supermarket giant Spa are calling on the South Africans to help youth by taking part in the first virtual Mr. Price Foundation challenge on the fifth of December, of which Spa are proud partner. The fundraising event is calling on cyclists and runners, professional and amateur to join the virtual challenge to raise funds to help break the cycle of poverty and inequality in South Africa through its education and skills development.
12: So what the Mr. Price Foundation did, they got together with SPA and they saw the success of the SPA Women's Virtual Challenge held earlier this year and they decided to have the cycle event as a virtual challenge, and they added a running event as well. So this will take place, and the much-needed funds will go towards the Mr. Price Foundation, of which Jumpstart is an important beneficiary, and I'm just so excited that we are able to continue giving unemployed youth of South Africa opportunities.
0: In cricket news, Zimbabwe batsmen Brendan Taylor and Sean Williams moved into the ICC ODI rankings top 50 after scoring centuries during their recent three-match ODI series in Pakistan. Taylor has progressed nine slots to 42nd position on the betting rankings after scoring 204 runs in the series, including a knock of 112 in the first match. Williams, meanwhile, advanced 12th places to 46th position with his 197 runs, which included an unbeaten 118 in the final match, which Zimbabwe won in super over. And finally, tennis news. World number 5 Russian Daniel Medvedev progressed to the pre-quarters of the Rolex Paris Masters after his opponent Kevin Anderson withdrew midway because of an injury. The moment of anticlimax arrived during their tie break for the opening set. That's the spot news this hour. Africa, rise and shine. Africa, soldier. Africa.
1: That wraps up Africa Rise and Shine today. For myself, Lulu Kabu, producer Luanda Maume, technical producer Dumelo Mukwena and the rest of the team, thank you for joining us. For comments on our show, send us an email at infochannelafrica.co.za. WhatsApp on plus 277 or tweet us at Channel Africa One. And taking us to the top of the hour for the news is Vu by Big Zulu featuring Ngobi Yazo. Have a great day and keep safe. <laughs>
2: I'm not going to be I'm so drunk It's no Sam? Gaza koko, yepu melad, kati sing fageli zid. Gato mulindond, kufago ped. Keso sekungo tizin. Gatsunzele tambo sakaba na sort, wenka buboku zamatik. Gatsunzu prentu tinga kena gunke soya sambinga sponzele pre tinga binga kini. Gai besa nafim, gatsu besa kengabi nasu besa kengabi ba fanang kanti. Goshuning kanti, kento gun kanti. Gatsu pelum kati bangleteli I'm mean, going I- My name is Kossi, Gizwa Nga Zind, Nazizi Ta Zinglandia Isla Los of Kossi, Nesisi Ashis, Kobbelo Nfule Linzela Vigele Jossi, Pepi Zizid, Koko Gunshis, Elimbeb Mkiliu Nengande Mfano Sem Nga Anikazin, Afini Zikeza Mbamba Ngo Pond, Heru Nga Bin Endond Nibuge La Pansi Ngo Shuni Wenga Bin Gai Kopa Lesos Ngo Shuno Wendond, Heru Nkayu Nenzond Kambuisele Mufuma Mbigi Sodo Nkandalu Topo Fumily jose to be coming and But for me, I show you ngon don't be but we by But come on in common Sever to be, so it is a sever for be for to me, so the sever can see, we But and can be got it clean,